don't ever think that animators can just tell you the price of an animation just based on the minutes alone, right? You have to basically look at what does your animation entail? What does your idea entail? Think about your script, right? Think about your script carefully. What are you putting in your script, right? How many locations are you putting in your script? How many people are you putting in your script? And what, what is this story valued to you? That's another thing too. Price your animation not based on what you think it's worth. Price your animation not based on, you know, the fact that animation should be cheap. Price your animation based on the value it is bringing you. All right, welcome to episode two of season two of the Filmation Journey. I'm your host, Kevin Jackson, and today we are going to be talking about pricing for animation, right? And I'm going to tell you why animation is like building a house. I know you saw the title and you're wondering, animation is like building a house. What do you mean? Well, let's think about it. What do you need to build a house? You know, like if you said to someone, like one of the most common things that I hear as an animator is, hey, what's, how much do you charge for a minute of animation? You know, I need a one minute animation. How much do you charge for that? I can't tell you how much I charge for one minute of animation. I mean, sometimes I give people a figure, but I give them a figure that's, you know, high enough to meet any, you know, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? high enough to manage any surprises, basically, right? And at the same time, not be too exorbitant. So I might say to somebody, oh, you know, a thousand US for a minute of animation, you know, or two thousand US for a minute of animation, something like that. And then the first reaction I'll get, you know, because in Jamaican dollars, a thousand US is a hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars as of today, right? A hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars. To a lot of clients, that's a lot of money. They'll look and go, $150,000 for one minute of animation? What? Why? You know, I could, I could get a video done for less than that. Because a lot of people think animation is easier than, you know, shooting a video. Uh, but it's, it's not. It's not. I, I'm gonna, and this is where animation being like a building comes to play. So... Think about it this way. If someone came to you, or even you went to someone and said, hey, how much for a house? You know, how much for one house? You couldn't answer them, right? You could not answer them. Why? Because you need to know what, what's the house going to be made of, you know? Is, is this a wooden house or a concrete house? Is it a five-bedroom house? Is it a two-bedroom house? How many bathrooms does it have? Does it have a balcony? Does it have a pool? Where, where is the pool? Is the pool in the yard or is the pool like on the roof? Does it have a driveway? How, much, how many cars should the driveway hold? You know, do, 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 you know, do you want yard space? All of these things factor in. It's just like animation. When someone asks me, hey, 
how much for one minute of animation, first thing I usually ask is for the script because I don't expect the client to know how to break a script down to cost it. But a lot of times they don't have a script. So I say, okay, how many characters are in this animation? And when I say characters, I'm not talking about letters. I'm talking about characters that talk, you know, people, animals, whatever the case is. I say, how many characters are in it? One, two, three, a crowd. And that's one thing. People always leave out a crowd. For some, peop- some, for some strange reason, people think crowds are easy to create. Forgetting that crowds are just several characters. How many backgrounds? And they go, backgrounds? What do you mean backgrounds? Like how many locations, you know? i give you an example. An animation with three characters, you know, let's say John, Paul, and Mary, and they're going to school. So let's say we see John, Paul, and Mary wake up in their respective bedrooms. That's three separate locations, three separate backgrounds, three separate bedrooms. They all walk to school together. So we need a street background. So we've gone four backgrounds so far. They take a bus from the bus stop. The bus stop is another background. That's five. They get off at the school gate. That's six. They are in the classroom. That's seven. So we have seven backgrounds so far and three characters. And I haven't even started including the different angles of the background, which sometimes can be separate, right? sometimes that's going to cost completely different from one character who's just facing the camera and talking in one location in fact one character on a red background talking about things while text flies by the screen completely different price because it's a completely different level of effort right completely different level of effort if you say hey i want 10 characters that's a completely different level of effort. And let's go back to the house example for a second. Would you trust one man to build your house? If one, one man said to you, hey, yo, I can build your house. I can build your five-bedroom house with four bathrooms, a pool, um, you know, a, a, a deck, driveway, etc. Would you trust this one man to do that? Remember, you know, this one man has to design the house, um, lay the block and steel, mix the cement, lay the plumbing, lay the electrical wire, you know, tile the roof, tile the floors, you know, dig out the pool. One man, one man. I'm not saying one man can't build a house. There are people who do that, right? One man can build a house, but it will take years. And there's no guarantee this house is going to be perfect because, you know, this one man, you know, he can't be great at everything, right? He cannot be great at everything. If he does build a house by himself that is perfect, I, I know for sure he took years, right? Or this man is just special. Normally, when you are building a house, right, you have an architect, you have a, a, a building developer, you have a, a foreman, you have a draftsman, you have a mason, you have a plumber, an electrician, you know, one bag of things, a tiler, one, uh, one bag of things, Right? It's the same thing with animation, right? Animation is the same exact way. A lot of people believe, oh, I need an animator, right? And not an animation studio or not an animation team, right? While some animations can be done by one person, you know, depending on a project, no, no. 
right? In animation world, you need a character designer, somebody who designs characters. Because you can design characters and not know how to animate, and you can animate and not know how to design characters, right? You need a background artist. I can tell you, background artists are some of the rarest things to find, good background artists, right? Background artists that make you go, ooh, they're not easy to find, and a character designer is not necessarily a background designer. A background designer is not necessarily a character designer. It's two different skill sets, right? Yes, it's both drawing, but um, background design has a lot more painting in it than anything else. Um, good backgrounds, at least. Um, and backgrounds, you know, require very strong, strong um, understanding of perspective, lighting, right? Many of these things. Um, you need an animator, or two, or three, right? Because if you're animating several characters and you want this animation done quickly, you know, a lot of times clients say, oh, yeah, I need this animation in two weeks. Two weeks? Wow. It's not that one minute of animation can't be done in two weeks by one person, but the scale has to be appropriate, right? The scale has to be, be, be attainable by that one person. You know, three characters, three backgrounds, that's possible, that's possible for one person to do in two weeks, one minute. But the minute you say, oh, ten characters, all these characters have to talk at some point or do something, and we have about, you know, five backgrounds, you're not getting that in two weeks, right? Because there is designing of these ten characters. Even if this person could design a character a day, that automatically takes up two weeks, Right? If they could design two characters a day, that takes up one week. They still have to design the backgrounds, right? Which can take another week. See, two weeks is exhausted anyway. And I have not even brought in approvals. Every, like literally, I would say 99.99% of the clients I have had all say that, oh, I'm not fussy. I'm, you know, I'll approve this thing quickly. And, you know, I, I, I'm not where I have no holy per changes and whatever, whatever, as long as you give me what I want. And then when the time comes, you give them what they want, and then they have changes anyway. You know, they told you, oh, yeah, I want this guy to wear, wear a green suit, and I want him to have long hair. And then after you do the character, they go, you know, I think I want him in a blue suit in, instead, and I want him with afro or locks, because, you know, natural hair is, is in now. And you're just like, dude, you told me you would not be doing any changes, right? And they keep on doing all these changes. And those things delay time. You can't finish this thing in two weeks with all these changes that have to be made, right? They look and go, oh, you know, looking back at the characters now, I realize we have too many men and not enough women, so it seems a little bit sexist. So could you change some of them to, to women? Time is being taken up, right? It's the same way if you're building a house and you're making these last-minute changes, it's going to delay the house. And in some cases, you can't even undo it. Just like a house, you cannot undo it unless you literally pay more money, wreck what you've done, and do it over, right? If someone says to you, hey, animate the kids walking at a bus stop, and you animate the kids walking at a bus stop, and then they go, hey, you know, we just got sponsorship from Uber, so we want the kids to take an Uber instead of the bus, that changes everything because I've already done the work for the bus stop. So 
you've already paid for that. This Uber thing, you have not paid for as yet. We have to now factor that into the budget. We have to add more to the budget to do that. It's the same way if someone said, hey, build me a balcony on the West Wing. You build a balcony on the West Wing, and then they go, yo, you know, um, the West Wing, too much sun are coming in at the West Wing in the morning, and uh, I don't want to wake up with sun coming in my eyes, so can you just remove the balcony from the West Wing and put it on the East Wing instead? Okay, so you know it's going to cost money to wreck that balcony and put up a new balcony because we're going to need new material and we're going to have to call these men in for, to do more labor, right? But people understand this more with a house because they can see a house physically and they can see the work that's going on in the house. They visit the site and they see these bunch of, you know, sweaty men and women cementing up blocks and tiling and painting and digging and, you know, so in their minds they're seeing the money, at work with animation they don't often get to see the animators at work and animators are sitting at the desk not sweating so they assume the animator is not doing a lot of work when they are doing a lot of work it's just that it's 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 mental and hand coordinated it's a lot of work you know the same way a building inspector could not draw a, a, a landscape background painting the same way a background artist couldn't do what that you know billing inspector does it's two different skill sets requires two different expertise but the point is when you approach an animator and you want to animate something whether it's a minute 20 minutes 30 minutes you have to bear in mind that this is a team project most of the times you're going to need the animator the background artist the storyboard artist sometimes in some cases the writer an animatic editor video editor. A lot of people forget that the animation still needs to be edited by somebody. Still needs to be edited. In many cases, you need a director of animation. You need somebody who can direct animation. Right? You might need a producer to help keep things on schedule. A whole team. Right? The animation team could be 15 people. It could be 5 people. You know, even if it's one person, bear in mind they still have to be doing all this work. If one man built the house, the one man still have to, to do the plumbing, still have to do the electrical work, right? Still have to lay the foundation, all of these things, still have to dig, mix cement, all of these things come together. It's, it's work, it's labor, right? So don't ever think that animators can just tell you the price of an animation just based on the minutes alone, Right? You have to basically look at what does your animation entail? What does your idea entail? Think about your script, right? Think about your script carefully. What are you putting in your script, right? How many locations are you putting in your script? How many people are you putting in your script? And what, what is this story valued to you? That's another thing too. Price your animation not based on what you think it's worth, Price your animation not based on, you know, the fact that animation should be cheap. Price your animation based on the value it is bringing you. What I mean by that is simple. You might get up and say, oh, I want to do an animation for my business. Um, I'm not willing to spend more than 30 grand. If you're not willing to spend more than 30 grand, that means you're limiting the possibilities of this animation. Now, if this animation is supposed to 
raise awareness about your business, supposed to be a talking point for people, you know, to have discussions, etc. It's supposed to provide information. It's supposed to provide some, you know, laughter and entertainment, whatever the case is. Then you have to value that appropriately. You have to say, what is this worth to me for people to be more aware of my business? What is it worth to me for people to be talking about this ad? You know, um, you know, if I spent $150,000 and I, you know, get X amount of people following me on social media, Y amount of people purchasing from me, or, you know, Z amount of people talking about my company all the time, what is that valued to me? Ask yourself, you know, like if you had to pay for an ad on TVJ, you know, which is like a holy per money or on a radio station, right? Holy per money, right? Think to yourself about what that brings to you. If you put something poorly out, not many people are going to react. So you spend 30 grand or you spend 50 grand, you put something out that has some flying text and a jingle and all of that good stuff. But then people not really talking about you. People not really talking about that. And then you start to think, boy, I waste my money. Yeah, you wasted your money because you didn't place any value on your particular um, commercial, your animation, your awareness campaign, right? Even if you had the most amazing ad, you still have to have a campaign, a strategy around pushing that, that, that ad, right? So... I would say to people, instead of just picking a figure and saying, this is what I want to pay for the animation, I'd ask, what is this animation going to be worth to me? And, uh, you know, say to yourself, okay, based on what I want to achieve, once I hear the price, I now need to decide, is it worth it to spend this money? If not, then are you okay with a simpler idea that's cheaper? If you're not okay with a simple idea, if you still want your grandos idea for cheap, then it means you don't actually value your idea. You just want to produce something cool for little or nothing. Um, and I mean, that mindset exists. But bear in mind, just like with a house, if you decide, yo, I don't want to spend more than $5 million on this house, you're going to get what you paid for, right? Because... The right person for the job won't work for that money. Uh, the wrong person for the job will. Same thing happens in animation. right? Somebody who does not have enough skills or experience to produce the animation will take that money from you. They will. They will easily take that money from you. But what you get in the end is going to be barely livable. Right? It's going to be barely workable. And you're going to be upset because you've wasted all this money and you can barely use your house, right? Or this animation is, 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 is barely doing anything for you. It doesn't look good, right? So, what do you need to think about before approaching an animator? What's your story about? Write a script, even if it's a rough script. Write the script. Secondly, discuss with your filmmaker or your animator, you know, um, your, your price constraints, and ask them to help you to tailor the script down to your price if you want it to meet your price. Or you meet, the, you meet the filmmaker or the animator at their price because you want to get what you want to get. Right? It's that, that simple. You know, if you, if you want a Mercedes Benz, you look at the price of the Mercedes Benz and then you say, 
okay, I'm going to save and get that Mercedes-Benz. I'm going to see how much is a loan for that Mercedes-Benz costs and see if it's something attainable. If the Mercedes-Benz just costs too much, you're not going to go to the Mercedes-Benz dealership and say, hey, I don't have $23 million to buy this C45. Um, I have $2 million. You know, could you cut me a deal? No, not going to work. They're going to make a huge loss. Just like the animator, they make a huge loss if they work for too little. You're going to just have to go find a nice $2 million car, you know, like a Toyota, Nissan. They make really, really nice cars these days, right? Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much what it boils down to. Just find out from the animator what they need, um, provide them with what they need, get an accurate costing, and then decide whether or not that costing is, is, is worth it to you, right? Decide whether or not you can afford it. If you can't afford it, you talk to the animator again and say, look, this is my limit. A lot of people are afraid to give their budget, but the truth of the matter is if you gave the animator your budget and your idea, the animator can work with you to condense the idea or to you know, find creative ways of making your idea work for that price. So that's all I have to say. I hope this is helpful. I'm, I'm hoping potential clients for animators out there are listening to this, right? Because it's very important that you understand where we are coming from. Um, I understand where you're coming from. You know, you, you have budgetary constraints. Maybe you're in a marketing department and they've limited your budget. You need to achieve certain things. But again, these things become much easier when we talk together and not at each other. Right, so just you know, bear that in mind. Keep an open mind, and yo, let's create great things together. This was another podcast from the Filmation Journey. So I will see you guys again soon. Thank you for tuning in.